Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and Jerry V. And this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy,、uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. This is Jesse here in Italy, as usual, and doing a 10 day. Update with this podcast episode. So, we're we're looking over the、uh, update email that we sent out,、uh, which again, we send out about every 10 days、uh, just to keep people uh, uh, in tune with the ministry, hear how their prayers are being used by the Lord to、uh, for lost souls to be reached, evangelism to happen, discipleship to happen, and church planting to happen here in、uh, Mestre, Italy, where we're located.、Uh, so, this particular update we titled Historic. Moment, and we'll get into that in just a little bit why that is historic, and we'll share a little bit of an update. We'll share a couple new prayer requests, a couple little testimonies or stories from、uh, people that were in,、uh, evangelizing in this in this moment. And、uh, but we'll start also today with,、uh, with a brief exhortation from Romans 10. So we'll jump in with that, look at the update, look at the, the prayer requests,、uh, hear those couple testimonies, and then、uh, remind you briefly.、Uh, Of a couple ways you can get involved in the ministry here and some upcoming events,、uh, which I want to make a note here for myself to not forget to mention that in、uh, just a minute. So、uh, let's go down to、uh, the bottom of the email and、uh, we're going to read this verse from Romans 10. Very important verses, and it was very fitting for、uh, the update because we had some folks coming to help us evangelize. And why is evangelism so important?、Uh, this verse actually reminds us of that. Romans 10,、uh, verses 14 to 15. The Apostle Paul, writing to the group of believers,、uh, the house churches scattered throughout the city of Rome, area of Rome, and、uh, very much valid information for us today as well as disciples of Jesus Christ. He says this How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone? Preaching. And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Romans 10 14 15.、Uh, brief little exhortation for us.、Uh, the, the reality is、uh, this often gets lost、uh, nowadays the reality of the simple preaching of the gospel, evangelism.、Uh, good deeds. Good behavior and hospitality are very important for Christians who live to honor their Lord and their Savior, Jesus Christ. Very important.、Uh, and it should be the normal, it should be happening.、Uh, but we must be honest and understand that these things alone will save no one. Non Christians also do good deeds, non Christians have good behavior, at least. In the eyes of man. And non Christians can be hospitable. What makes Christians unique in this fallen world is the message that we proclaim with our mouths. And over and over, as we read through Acts, we see that. They open their mouths, they proclaim this, etc. The, the opening of our mouth and proclaiming a message is what makes Christians unique. Uh, we, uh, sadly, Modern trends, though, they seem to discourage Christians from actual evangelism. And, and this ought not to be. It's a great, great tragedy.、Uh, the reality is, when you do evangelize, you'll, you'll see this. Almost everyone has thoughts concerning God and 
an afterlife. Uh, everybody has some kind of thought. Usually it's wrong, wrong thoughts about God and, and confused ideas, but they, they think about these things. People do. Uh, they, death, everybody fears death. Nobody wants to die. They fight to preserve their lives and so on. Uh, but when we obey Jesus and we go out to evangelize, and I say obey because it wasn't a suggestion Jesus made. You might want to think about it, guys. He actually did command that. So when we're not evangelizing, when we're not uh, personally being involved in that global mission Jesus gave to evangelize the lost and make disciples and so on, we are actually in sin. Uh, he said, so when we do obey Jesus and we do go out to evangelize or support that effort and be a part of that somehow, then we're truly able to love others by engaging them in conversation that helps them see their true and desperate condition before God and then to also see the only way of salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, which causes one to repent of their sins, to turn from them and then to embrace Jesus Christ by faith and what he's done to save sinners. Uh, so the exhortation simply today is consider that. Consider your role in the Lord's work. Consider the value. and What, what does it really mean to love somebody? Uh, helping feed them is important. Being hospitable is important. All these things are very, very important. But if they're going to hell a little bit better off because we, we spent time with them or gave them good gifts or things like this, but we didn't tell them they're a sinner before a holy and righteous God who's going to judge all people. We're not really loving them. We have to be telling them this message. They need to know their true status before God. They need to know uh, that they've violated, transgressed the law of God, violated all His commands they have not observed. And, and He is a righteous judge and He must judge and He has a high standard. But in His mercy and His love, He did provide a way of salvation and we need to let them know what that is and so on. If we really want to love people, we have to be, in one way or another, by the power of the Holy Spirit, engaging people with that message, letting them understand their situation and the way of salvation, and then exhorting and encouraging them to take those steps of faith, to repent of their sins, to trust in the Lord. Uh, so consider that. Consider your role in that work and uh, the excitement that it is. It's exciting, and as we'll see when we get to our update in a moment, it's also the most terrifying thing in the world. There's, there's Simultaneously, there's a great, great fear associated with evangelism and a great, great joy. And we'll talk about that in a moment, probably. Uh, so consider that. Consider your role. And then consider this, too. Joining PMC, Practical Missions Cohort, for a short-term missions trip or a vision trip. You can actually come to Italy on a vision trip and serve the Lord four, five, and six days this year. It's possible to put together with uh, three or four other folks from your church, including one leader of some sort from the church. And you can come out here and do stuff hands-on, get to know the ministry, get to understand Italy better, eat the food, meet the people, see the church plan activities, and personally be involved in evangelizing the loss as a group. It could be a wonderful, wonderful time. The pricing for it is very low because we want people to be able to experience just a taste of what it can be like serving in Italy long-term or, or year after year and so on, sending a group and things like this. So consider a vision trip uh, with PMC this year, 2019. Uh, we're looking to hope and host uh, our prayers to be able to host a number of people, a number of different vision trips this year, uh, right now. Uh, and so you could be part of that. Consider it. And uh, and God can really use you during that time uh, for, to reach lost people and entire families can get saved. Uh, so for more info about that, contact us at info at practicalmissions.org or visit the website practicalmissions.org as well. You can check us and get more info there as well. So uh, the update today, a historic moment. Why was it historic? What was so historic about all this? There's photos in the update. And uh, we see 
uh, a group doing uh, with masks, and they're actually doing what's called a mime, or uh, you could call it a drama without words, that we uh, act out in the in the piazza where all the people gather and walk around and meet up and uh, give people uh, a reason to stop and to watch, and then we engage them uh, with a gospel message and hang out and talk with them and give them literature and so on and evangelize. And it's absolutely fantastic, and I've done maybe thousands of these uh, these mimes personally. And it, if you know me at all, I'm, I'm quite a shy guy. I'm not into anything like this at all. And when I first learned it, I was literally, my hands were trembling. I was so fearful of the idea of doing something like this. And then I simply remembered uh, Jesus Christ naked and beaten like some kind of animal on the cross in front of everybody in order to save me from my sins. And I realized I can get over this uh, and, uh, and that's the right thing to do, and I'm going to do it by his strength, and he, he did help me. And I've become actually a bit of an expert in doing these mimes. I've done so many. And uh, it's a silly thing, but it does actually work. God does bless it. And uh, often he uses the weird and, and foolish things of the world uh, to confound the wise. And he's he's proved it again, and, and the Lord Jesus opened a door to, for us to evangelize a number of people uh, this particular day. And it was a great, great time. Uh, so uh, the short update we had, uh, we asked you last time if you could pray for our preparations. We were hosting a group from SBI, it's called the Saints Bible Institute, a place that has uh, a place in my heart forever. Uh, my life was drastically changed there. Uh, discovered uh, missions, missions life, met missionaries for the first time, really to interact with them, engage with them, see how they live and how they do things and how it all works. Uh, learned about church planning. Uh, <coughs> and this was back in 2006 for me, a long time ago. And uh, also got my doctrine cleaned up and, and, and strengthened. I had really no good sound doctrine at all, biblical doctrine. And I was challenged there, exhorted, and that's where it all started for me, a, a lifetime of, of theological studies and pastoral studies and, and growing in the knowledge of God and His Word and so on. It all started there for me, Saints Bible Institute. So I'm indebted to that place, and I love those folks. Great, great thing. And uh, they found it in their hearts, too. They wanted to send out a group. Uh, they invited me to come help train uh, their students this semester in evangelism. And so I said, yeah, great, sure, I'd be happy to do that. And then they said, in, in return, we want to also bring them out to Mestre and uh help you guys reach more lost people there. And we said, wow, that's just wonderful. Great collaboration. That's what it's all about. Kingdom work, uh, sharing the load and so on, and serving one another uh, to the glory of God. So went there, helped train the students. Wonderful, wonderful time. Great group of students, good folks. Uh, and then they came and, and helped us evangelize here in Mestre, which was also a wonderful, wonderful time. So you prayed for us in that preparation, and we thank you for that. Uh, the preparation uh, went well. They did a good job learning. Uh, good hearts, right attitude, and so on. Uh, you also prayed for us to have good health and, and good weather, and we had good health, and we had good weather also. Little Cornelius, he was struggling a little bit uh, with a, a slight fever earlier in the week and then a cough and this and that. He wasn't able to come with me to do the training stuff uh, uh, or Jerry V, but uh, nonetheless, they're doing better now, and, and they were well enough to be able to host this group of people and, and prepare a meal and so on for them, also for lunch, and it was a great, great time all the way around. Uh, so it says here also the group was fearful and uh, by faith they went into the piazza with us and they evangelized uh, and so that's a great thing sometimes you can try and hype yourself up in, in, in the flesh uh, not to be afraid and this and that uh, but I would say that's that's nonsense that's foolish uh, look at what it really is uh, you're, you're preaching a message when you go to do, do, uh, do group evangelism you're preaching a message that is not popular not, not cool nothing attractive about it uh, but it's faithfulness to God that you aim for and you want to be faithful to your master, to your Lord Jesus Christ. And you proclaim a message that gets some people just upset. They just have a thing against God. They hate God. Uh, some people show it more clearly. Others don't realize that they hate God. But everybody hates God. They're dead in their sins, in their trespasses, enemies of God, the Bible teaches, and slaves to sin, even slaves to Satan. So it's a real thing when you go into the enemy's camp, literally, and proclaim a message 
the gospel message. And it should be terrifying. You should be terrified. And that draws you to your knees to pray and to trust God, find strength in God, and to go by faith. And before going out this day, we did a, a time of devotion. I read Hebrews 11 for us and for the group. And, and we just read those words over and over. All the Old Testament saints, all the different people throughout history who by faith did this, by faith did that, by faith. And there is a real element of faith in gospel ministry. Uh, so many things you can't see. Results, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. The spiritual realm, you cannot see. You're blind to that. Uh, but you go by faith. You proclaim the message by faith. You trust the Holy Spirit to do what He alone can do, which is convict sinners of their sin, cause them to be born again, uh, regenerate, made alive, we, we read in Scripture, able to breathe, able to hear, understand the things of God for the first time, and so on. Uh, but the ability to open your mouth also comes from the Holy Spirit. You, have, you need Him to do that. Uh, you need to be knowledgeable of the Word, of the message, and so on. A lot to it. Really, really big thing. But in, in any case, we went by faith. Uh, first time in this area doing it, so it's a whole new thing. We don't know how they would react to this. Uh, in other cities, we've done it a number of times, so they, they kind of gotten used to us, and they tolerate us, and we don't, and they know it's safe, we're not going to hurt anybody, all this kind of stuff. But it was new here, a, a historic moment for that purpose. First time, Mestre City doing mimes, doing this drama, this approach in the piazza, public square, to evangelize the lost. And uh, anytime you do something new or the first, for the first time, there's always an, a whole extra added element of fear to that. And so we went by faith and God blessed it. It was absolutely fantastic. First mime was kind of a dud. The people weren't quite out there. And we thought, oh boy, I hope it's not going to be like this all night. Waited a few minutes, prayed, did another one. All of a sudden people started stopping. And we were able to evangelize and engage them and get out literature. And then we did it a few more times as the night progressed, the evening progressed. And it was absolutely great. Praise, praise the Lord. So God did bless our efforts. People did stop. People did hear the gospel. People did take literature, uh, ask for literature, take it home, receive literature even when they weren't asking. Uh, and we were able to evangelize a good number of souls. Praise God for that. It was a historical moment. And uh, and we thank you guys for praying with us and for us during that time. To God alone the glory, really. Uh, so a brief exhortation. Uh, as ex- fearful as it was, it was also very, very exciting. There's no greater joy for the Christian than when he is obeying his master, proclaiming the message, working together with others. There's a sacrifice to it. There's a stress to it. There's a, there's a fear factor, all this stuff. But after... Things are said and done. Man, is there a joy. Man, is there an excitement. Because you know of if Jesus were to come back in that moment or that night, you would have such a satisfaction. You are, you are finally doing the thing he made you, left you here primarily to do, to be witnessing, to be telling others about their need uh, for salvation and so on. Uh, wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, and I know personally also every time I go out to evangelize, I don't want to. It's scary. It's terrifying. It's, uh, it can be boring at times. Uh, but every time I get back, I am always 100% of the time glad that I went. It was absolutely wonderful. Uh, it, there's something special truly about it. So this could be you in the near future. We invite you again. Prayerfully consider that. Uh, God can use you. God can use you here in Italy where there is an overwhelming need for this gospel message to be uh, preached. Uh, so that's uh, that's the nutshell of the message there. We uh, we had these folks. There's great photos there. You can see they did the, the King of Hearts mime where they wear masks perfect occasion as well because right now what's going on it just ended but carnivale is a big event from venice it's known from venice everybody puts on these fancy masks expensive costumes that can cost up to two three thousand euro and they walk around they have people fly in over saint mark's square and and angels so to speak Uh, and then all, all this great activity and partying going on throughout the cities confetti tossed all over the place kids in costumes incredible time and here in Mestre they go wild these all kinds of wild 
people on stilts and giant bicycles like 15 feet high, people riding in. It's like a circus. Unbelievable. Uh, and then so with the masks, it actually worked quite well for our advantage. People were intrigued. Moms were stopping with kids. Mommy, what is that? It's a mime. It's a mime. It's, it's amazing. Everybody's watching. Great, great time. Really, really good. Uh, and uh, one guy we met in particular that I'll just share a little bit of the, of the story with you, a guy named Alberto. Uh, he uh, He's there, and I actually stumbled uh, during – I was translating one of the students as they were presenting a message from the mind, explaining it a little bit to the people and then inviting them to receive literature and talk with us and hang out. And at one point, uh, a word just wasn't coming to me in, in, in Italian, and I couldn't think of it. What is that word? And a guy in the crowd helped me out. He yelled it out. So it's a good thing, actually, in that regard, when someone uh, – you can get them involved. It gets people engaged more. So you don't have to be ashamed if you don't know the word and, and everything. God works it out for your good. Just like sometimes when people get aggressive or violent, it all causes other people to pay a little bit more attention or to see what's going on. And they draw in close. Wow, it must be serious what they're saying. That guy got really mad. Uh, so not everything that looks bad is bad. And in this case, this guy helped me. And then afterwards, it actually turned into a nice conversation with this guy. And I noticed uh, he's drinking a beer and like a strong beer and it's only like four or five in the afternoon and he looks like he's in his mid-twenties. And so we get to talking and uh, right away he, he was all about talking with us. He was excited. It was good. But I noticed he's kind of, you know, he's not drunk but he's, he's on his way to getting there and that's his plan for the evening just to continue drinking beers like this. And uh, the guy's name is Alberto and we get to know each other a little bit, some small talk and uh, I simply ask him uh, some questions like, uh, uh, do you want to go to heaven and how are you planning to get there? Uh, how how does one get there? Do you know? What, what, what is it like in, in your understanding? And he was able to share with me, well, you got to do good and, and do more good than bad, basically was his, uh, his response. Works-based type salvation. So with that, we're able to ask more questions, get him thinking, help him to see the reality that uh, how do you know uh, what's good enough? How do you know if you've done enough good and, and not enough bad and so on? And, and what's your standard of good? What does good even look like? You know, Some people think this is good. Other people think that is good and that's bad and so on. And uh, so he was totally confused, had no idea, uh, really, when he began to think about it, he was never challenged to consider these things. But he firmly believes in God. He knows uh, there's an afterlife. He's convinced of these things. He, he, he's not a fool who says uh, uh, there, there is no God. Uh, Proverbs remind us uh, a fool says there is no God, and there's plenty of those around. Uh, he, knew, he knows there's a God, and, and so on. So I'm able to engage him a little bit and help him to see uh, uh, the high standard of God, what that is, and what it means that we violated all his commands and and so on, and, and, and his righteousness, his judgment, his perfectness, his holiness, his wrath, and, and the problem that we have uh, because of his holiness and his, his judgment and because we're sinners and so on, and, and what he needs to do to be saved. He needs to repent of all the sins and, and embrace Jesus Christ by faith and so on. And he, this is all the first time he's hearing this thing. He's just blown away. Wow, oh, really? You know, he's really considering these things. And, uh, and then at a certain point, we just got back to casual talk, and I exhorted him to really think about that consider the literature the literature uh, we gave him had to, was talking about joy and uh, it was it was clear to me this poor guy doesn't have joy I and mean, that's the reason why he's intoxicating himself i also noticed looking a little closer in his mouth he's like uh, rotted out some of his teeth which if you know anything about drugs and i have a background and a little bit in drugs and many friends who have died actually from drug overdose and and uh, i knew this guy was probably using some heavy drugs and sure enough he was he was actually had a period i said why why do you drink what does that do for you and he said well it's to keep me from using heroin that's why I drink. I said, well, that's, that's better to drink than, than to use heroin. That's for sure. Heroin will kill you. Uh, literally. And uh, that turned into a whole other conversation and got us back to our original conversation talking about joy. And I was able to testify to him that I've, uh, I've, in my days and when I was younger as well, I used to drug myself, numb myself, drink heavily, and so on. 
for some reason, I just was not satisfied in life. Nothing really gave me any satisfaction. I had inner hurts and pains, perhaps, from childhood or something, and, and nothing really did anything for me. Uh, and my desire to live was just, you know, not really that great. And uh, so I would drug myself and numb myself to the realities of life and the pains of life. And I said, you know, I, I didn't have the joy. Now I have a joy. Why? This message that I proclaimed to you, I believed it. I repented of my sins. I trusted in Jesus Christ. My sins were forgiven. I have eternal life. I'm born again. And you can have the same thing. Can really consider that tonight, that what you're lacking is joy. And you're trying to find it. You're trying to satisfy yourself a little bit. But you won't have joy until you know the joy of salvation. Uh, when you repent of your sins and you trust in Christ and you're made a new creature. And I, I did that. And my literally my desires totally changed. Even if I tried to drink more or I tried to use any drugs, it just did not satisfy. After I, I, I believed in Jesus Christ, it literally did nothing for me. And so it just made no sense at all to continue using anything like that, doing anything like that. And the more I began then feeding my soul the Word of God and going to church and so on, I found real life in what it is. And so I was able to testify to him, encourage him in those things. And, and so we encourage you now, uh, Alberto is his name, you know, pray for the man. He's a young man in his mid-twenties, totally lost, and the evidence of his lostness is, is clear to all. Now, at the same time, uh, my brother uh, in the Lord, Garrett, was evangelizing another guy, very clean cut, also in his mid-twenties, uh, intelligent guy, educated guy, smart guy, dressed very nice, uh, you would never think he's lost based on what we consider lost in our minds. Looks really good. Well-to-do guy. But he's totally lost. Uh, has trouble believing that there even is a God. He's uh, basically taken the, the path of the atheist, uh, which is foolish. And, uh, and, uh, but Garrett's really good with uh, apologetics. And he was able to engage this man, ask him all the right questions that he needed to hear. And, uh, and then give him the gospel as well. Uh, so all these things were happening, and then another girl was evangelizing, and then we did a mime another time, and a couple more times, and after that, uh, great things going on. So it's, it's just absolutely amazing, so exciting, and I know I got this low-tone voice, and when I talk, people fall asleep, but my heart beats fast when I talk about these things. I get really excited, and uh, there is a great joy in evangelism, and I, I do encourage you, think about it. You can come and be a part of that in, in some degree here in Italy as well, and, and you can know the joy of evangelizing also. But that's just two short little episodes. People here really need to hear the gospel, and uh, they're totally lost, and uh, it's a a great great thing when we actually go and obey and then we see that firsthand and we bring that message to the other people another guy i invite you to pray about real quick as we wrap up a guy named renato i was out this afternoon we had to get a uh, a birthday gift for a birthday party we were invited to go to for our proprietor's son who's turning six and we had to go to a store and find a gift uh, for the for this uh, young boy and while we're there i get a phone call uh, from a guy named Renato, and he's, he's, he's on the phone, and I notice right away he's emotional, and uh, I've known this guy for a little while now, over a year, I think, and uh, he got one of our tracks, I went to visit him, and then he left us alone for a little bit while, then he called again, I went and visited him again, and prayed with him, explained the gospel to him, left him some more literature, and so on, and uh, he responded positively well, and that's good, uh, he's an older man, and uh, and then Recently, I, I while well, going by his house, I left him uh, another track, just a nice in-depth track that I like that makes things quite clear and very clear the steps he needs to take to be saved and so on. And uh, I didn't hear back from him after leaving it in his mailbox at his house when he when I when I went by, uh, but he called me today, and uh, I get a call, and he's he's weeping, he's very emotional on the phone, and I don't know what's going on, and uh, it's always hard to understand people when they're really emotional, especially over the phone. And so I didn't understand everything he was saying, but I understood uh, his partner, whoever that is. I think I met her once, and uh, she's dying, literally dying, and, and he's desperate. He's so distraught, doesn't want to do, but it's quite clear the gospel literature that we've been giving him, he has been reading. His vocabulary has changed. He uh, He's using the right terminology in reference to God and salvation, faith, 
and this is astonishing news. I'm going to visit him tomorrow in his desperate situation. Uh, so I invite you pray for me for that. At first, I didn't. I was having trouble. Is this the Renato that I think it is? Because when he's weeping like that, and I didn't know his his companion, whoever it is, is dying. He didn't tell me that. Uh, but I know of another guy who whose wife was actually dying. And I'm I'm thinking, who is this guy that I'm talking? Let me, let me. How do I ask this without offending him? And so I so said, listen, uh, are you free tomorrow? I want to come visit. Okay, tell me again your address, uh, just so I get it, make sure I have it right. And he told me the address, and that reminds you, okay, yeah, it's definitely that guy there. But he sounded like the other guy whose wife was dying. And uh, again, just mentioning that there really are people perishing. There really are people passing into the next life. I think it's like 150,000 people every day that pass from this life into eternity. Uh, and if they don't hear the gospel, they have not trusted in Christ, damnation awaits them. Uh, so... Thank you for being a part of the ministry. Thank you for uh, your involvement in that. Pray for Renato also. Pray for me to have the right words and everything and wisdom from God to uh, to go visit this man tomorrow. Pray for uh, his salvation. Pray for the salvation of his companion. And uh, pray that I can get to her as well before she does pass into eternity. Uh, that's our update for today. The prayer request. Pray for those souls. Pray for the others also that I don't have time to share with you about that through the group evangelism. Uh, and then pray for more God to provide more people for uh, doing more group evangelism like this uh, here as soon as possible in Italy. It's so encouraging. It's such a great ministry. Uh, pray for that to happen. Pray for God to send those folks. There is a new Q&A podcast available if you haven't heard it yet uh, related to children on the mission field, that kind of thing. There's always blog posts, as it says here in uh, in our update, available to check out on the PMC blog at practicalmissions.org and there is actually a new one there with a reference to how we as missionaries get news and stay up to date with current events uh, a resource that I highly recommend uh, from from Al Mohler his daily uh, The Briefing thing uh, where you can tune in and, and get the good news of biblical worldview uh, on a I think Monday to Friday basis uh, so check that out also we encourage you and uh, vision trip last thing I'll say is the vision trip do consider the vision trip this year your church you and three or four other friends uh, it can happen you can pray you can ask the Lord for help the funding is is not that much required for you Uh, once in a lifetime opportunity that could also become a great connection then for your church to be involved on a consistent basis every year every other year or something like this Uh, great opportunity the vision trip check it out at practicalmissions.org and uh, lastly we'll just close with this what are we about at PMC Uh, we are simply a cohort Uh, existing for the single task of church planning uh, in Italy where uh, they currently, churches just don't exist. So thank you for being part of the ministry. God bless you. And until the next time, ciao, ciao. Thanks again for listening. For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.